Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it. If you can, leave us a review. It really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out. Definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Welcome everybody. Episode 77 of the Life of a Fighter podcast. And we're taking a break from my Mike Colo blog days, which we're still doing every day. But I wanted to keep on the same schedule of getting a little bit more in-depth topic every other week, like our normal routine. So... <clears throat> Today we're jumping into our fighter's guide to fitness hygiene, but specifically I want to give a shout out to our sponsor for this podcast, Win Laundry Detergent. Win is a sports-based laundry detergent that is specifically designed for fitness enthusiasts, athletes, anyone that's sweating, especially with synthetic clothes or specifically uh, designed to wick away moisture and all that good stuff. There's a video below. In our blog post, if you're watching it or you're listening on iTunes, go over to our blog, check out the fighter's guide. We got a great video explaining the benefits to win laundry detergent, where it comes into play, how it works, all that good stuff, and more. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. We'll jump right in. To fitness hygiene. And this is something that may seem like common sense or um, kind of mundane, but it's important to go over. I don't think it's as commonly discussed as it should. And there's new research constantly coming out with ways to improve certain products or just reinforcing certain things that we know work that's going to kill bacteria, prevent certain infections, and just keep you overall healthier and all that good stuff. So the first thing I want to talk about um, is staph because that's the most recent experience I had is staph infection. But before we jump right into it, I kind of want to start with, let's say, the beginning aspect of it for people that are either new to training or really have never heard hygiene practices or common hygiene um, practices, this is going to be really important. I'll start with the martial arts world because I think that's where the most um, unknown can come into play if you've never been to a studio, facility, gym, whatever it is, however big, however small. There's certain basic principles we don't ever want to break for very specific reasons. So let's talk about first mat hygiene. Okay, so what I'm talking about is for the wrestlers, grapplers, um, kickboxing, boxing, any facility that's going to have a mat where you you can go barefoot on. Okay, and the other side of it is if it, you can go barefoot and you can also wear sneakers, which should be realistically not an option if it's more of a uh, grappling based training or somewhere where it's going to be MMA grappling, somewhere you're going to put not only your feet on the ground but other parts of your body, like from grappling, your face, shoulders, arms, other parts of your legs, so on and so forth. But in general, ideally we want to try and keep mats either where you're going to have shoes and sneakers and all that good stuff and you're not really going to be on them. So like kickboxing studios, all that fun stuff, 
perfectly acceptable. The only time, maybe if you're doing core, and then a majority of the time, and if not all the time, there should be mats there that act as a barrier between you and the floor, and they should be getting cleaned every single class. So if you're, let's stop right there for a minute. If you're at a gym and you're using mats and you do not clean them yourself or see someone clean them every single time after every class, you should not be training with those mats. If you like the class, you like all that, fine, cool. Then you should bring your own mat. Don't even trust that shit. It's not something you want to play with. It's not worth it. For what? You know what I mean? Think of the literally worst case scenario is you could die from an infection that can come from that environment or you could just spend 15 bucks or 25 bucks or you can get a $150 one. You have a wide range there of price points you can spend, but you can invest a certain amount of money and just prevent that from happening from that situation. So I say you take that investment. Or again, if you have a good facility and you trust the people, the staff, or you personally yourself are cleaning, even then if you're cleaning it yourself and you don't see everyone else cleaning their mats and you don't see the staff cleaning after every class as well, then, you know, I would think twice about it, you know, just bring your own mat. So that's that part. But let's go back to the shoes and the and the foot hygiene aspect of it. So, again, going back to the studios, the, the gyms where you're going to be potentially grappling, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling, MMA. This is where you cannot bring any kind of footwear that you wear in the outside world onto those mats. There's a There should be a complete barrier. Not literally, not physically, like not an actual barrier. They can have that too. And then a little door you walk through if you want to get fancy and channel. Like, then it's like a whole other energy thing of like channeling, or not channeling, but like focusing people to a certain spot. Boom, that's where they come in. It gets a little bit more control of the environment, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, bringing it back over to being able to have them either completely bare feet or sneakers on it. No sneakers from the outside world if it's on a barefoot mat or you have specific wrestling, grappling shoes that you only wear on the mats. If you're wearing your grappling shoes, you're all like, you know, let me go get something from the deli afterwards. And you're wearing them outside in the street to the deli, boom, back to the car. And then you're going to wear them in practice again the next day. That No, not okay. Because again, all that bacteria, all the stuff you're stepping on throughout the entire day, you're bringing it on the mat. Now I got to put my face in it. Now, you know what? Now I'm going to... Be extra focused on freaking putting your face in it and making sure – like that's just – no one wins from that. It's a lose-lose situation. So don't do it. Um, another thing uh, is even with all that and you have no mats, ideally there should also be some kind of sanitary station before you get on and off with wipes or um, I at least a minimum of wipes or maybe like a little sanitation uh, foot area where you can kind of dip your feet, dry them off, boom, get on the mats. And not as a, I'd rather see wipes, honestly. Um, they're disposable, easier, boom. And then when you don't have to worry about leaving still water and it kind of, even though it's clean, you're gonna have to keep cleaning it. It's more work for yourself. But if you're cool doing it, fine. That's a great way to. Um, either way, keep the mats clean. Make sure you're cleaning after every training session. Do not bring footwear from the outside world onto those mats. Now, stepping outside of the grappling and MMA studio, that environment, we're talking about just the regular gym. Hey, Wear sneakers, cool. Don't be barefoot. I mean, you can. You know what I'm saying? In my like, most facilities are not going to be cool with that. But in my opinion, hey, if that's what you want to do, bro, and your feet don't stink, and you like, hey, all right. But don't be putting your feet where I have to put again my face, anything like that. Like, if you want to walk around the bare floor, barefoot, your life, bro, live it. Don't put your feet on the bench where I'm maybe putting my head, or you know what I mean? Like, not okay. Just think about that, like. What would you want? Would you want my freaking bare feet, sweaty and nasty, putting up on on the bench where you got to put your head? Probably not. Okay. So that being said, cool. We're not putting 
our bare feet anywhere we know not to now. And also, you have to understand when you have cuts, uh, especially going back to the more of a combat world or martial arts world, cuts are more frequent in sparring gyms and things like that. So you're gonna that's gonna come into play 100%. But let's be intelligent about it. Let's stop, clean it up, sanitize wherever you gotta sanitize the gloves, your face, the floor, the ropes, the cape, whatever it is it's hitting or splattering onto. Clean it up. Then also do the best that you can to prevent it from bleeding, whether it's your Vaseline, your Band-Aids, wraps, whatever. And if you keep bleeding, like, again, listen, I get bloody noses. That's one thing. Okay. But if it's like an open cut on your eye or something like that, there's no – just stop, especially if it's sparring. You know, and, and if you're in fight camp, even more stop. Stop. Clean that shit up, um, especially if you may need it. Whatever. Anyways, ideally you should be wearing headgear for those reasons, so that doesn't happen. But for whatever reason, it still does. Or you get a nick in grappling, and somehow like you get rushed up against the cage, and you get a little nick, or something happens. Whatever. Address it right away. Better to be safe than sorry, because after experiencing staff or any kind of infection, or ringworm, or anything like that, you're gonna learn real quick that you have to take time off and it's the most frustrating thing. You can't really do much because you can't touch anything. You can't get sweaty. You can maybe like just have clothes that you'll just sweat out and then move around in a little bit. That's all right. But you know what I mean? I mean, and a lot of guys will be like, I ah, just cover it up and train anyway. You know what? I hear you if you have a fight and I hear you if everyone knows and everyone's cool with it. But if you just do that shit and you don't tell everybody, you're not making it like, Hey man, it's your decision, your life. I'm just letting you know. I, I got staff, I covered it up, but I don't know. It's up to you if you want to do that. If people are cool with it, man, cool. But tell people, don't be that guy. You know, I even if I can tell, and I'll call you out on it, because everyone, I'm telling everyone, call people out on this shit. Even if you feel like it's uncomfortable, it's, it's literally like, would you be cool with, uh, I don't know. Think of anything people are purposely hurting somebody else they don't intentionally doing it but you're purposely when you're training with an infection you're purposely now putting other people in danger okay so that's not cool um all right so i've harped on that enough as it is so staff cover it up do not train i don't care what the fuck anyone says do not train go to the doctor first medication and <laughs> this is something i think i've talked about in past episodes about uh thailand and staph infections but Honestly, I got to say, man, like I got rid of staff the quickest and the cheapest way, the way my trainer did it versus going to the doctor and doing medicine and having my, you know, going on the antibiotics where my gut feels destroyed. And I got to be honest with you, last time I had staff, I didn't even use the antibiotics. I just told them, I was like, yeah, I took them. I took them. The oral ones, because it, I just didn't want it to hurt my, uh, my gut health because I, I'm telling you, it would take me two weeks to recover minimum. It was 10 days before a fight. I just wasn't doing it. You know what I mean? Just, no. Not, actually, maybe I did it for the first couple of days and I stopped. I don't fucking remember. I just know I didn't do it the whole time, but it, I might have taken it the first three days. Fuck. I don't remember. It was a Thursday. I think I took it till Monday. And then I found out I was fighting that like... Oh, wait, no. Maybe I knew that week. Eh, the days are blending together in that time frame, but... Anyway, anyways, anyways, staff, I used it, and I don't know what this, I, I, honestly, I thought it was tar, to be honest with you, I didn't, he couldn't explain it to me, because my coach doesn't speak the best of English, and I don't speak Thai at all, I can say hello, goodbye, and thank you, not very helpful, um, better to be polite, though, I guess, than nothing, and, um, yeah, it, it was just basically, you heat this, whatever material up, I thought it was like tar, because when you heat it, it becomes a little more liquidy, and a little bit more like, 
viscous, I guess, than being a solid. And you just, while it's still hot and it's burning, like that does not feel like it will burn your skin. You just press it right onto wherever it was and it was right on my neck. So that shit always felt great. But I got to say, within like three days time, man, boom, that's, it was coming down. Um, and then also shout out to Panda, Steve Panda Banks with the clutch, uh, garlic tip on using garlic. Like you first you smash it then you mince it, put it in a bag, like a tea bag, and then just take it, like press it right on and hold it there like 15, 20 minutes. If it's burning, like really burning, you have to like dilute it down a little bit because then you're using too much. It should be absolutely burning. You can feel it tingle a little bit. Um, and yeah, that's a little natural tip that actually works that I was surprised at, especially when I did the research. I'm like, oh wow, this actually makes sense, not just in a hypothetical way. So that's another good tip. Now, beyond staff, there's some other things that we really want to be conscious of because it's not like, okay, we just have to worry about staff. We got that down. No. We have a lot of things to just be aware of. I don't want to scare people. It's just things to be aware of because obviously when we know what we're dealing with and we know the symptoms, we can catch it even sooner if it does come up or we can just overall prevent that issue. So we have obviously covered staph infection, ringworm. That's going to be more in the grappling, I think, uh, world, the fight world. Um, But it can be at at your gyms. And and again, ringworm is going to be usually a ring. Okay, It's going to be raised up. It's going to be itchy. It'll be a little bit uh, lower, sunken in in the center and like raised towards the line on the outside. Um, it'll be red, again, itchy. And it can be varying sizes, um, but you'll notice it. It's not like it'll just be there and you're like, oh, I didn't notice that for like two weeks. Nah, man, like you know. And you feel it almost instantaneously once it really starts kicking up. Um, so we got that. Athlete's foot. Um, honestly, I've never had that, so that's... But obviously, there's obvious symptoms. What I'm going to do is we can cover a couple of each, but I'm really going into more detail in the written out fighter's guide, which is on the website. If you guys are listening to this on iTunes, you can go to lifeofafighter.com, go to our blog, and under fighter's guides, it's our hygiene, fitness hygiene. Um, And yeah, we'll break it down. And one thing that comes up a lot of times with staph infections is also MRSA, which is uh, varying strains. They're not... They're in the same category, but not the same thing, let's say. Um, or, or there's varying types of... St- hold on, let's re- let's break it down for you guys. The, M- the MRSA staph infection is a type of staph skin infection caused by the... Not going to be able to pronounce that. Methicillin? Methicillin? I'm horrible with pronunciation. Pre- pronouncing? You know what I'm saying. Resistant Staphylococcus aureus or MRSA. I'm sure everyone's like screaming, like, what the fuck? You can't pronounce that. That's horrible. Bacteria. Uh, first noticed in 1961, MRSA bacteria developed as the commonly found SA, I mean, the SA in MRSA. Bacteria developed resistance to the antibiotic methicillin. Pretty sure that's it, methicillin. Okay. So, again, type of staph infection can be deadly uh, if we continuously don't address it. Okay, so a little bit more detail. So, there are some signs and symptoms. Like most staph infection symptoms of MRSA infection vary from redness of the skin to swelling and collection of pus in affected areas. Gross. This may be uh, accompanied by pain, and as the infection becomes severe, the patient may suffer from fever. So, obviously, fever is going to be pretty noticeable. Ideally, though, you want to be paying attention. 
um, and hopefully catch it before that because you can kind of start to recognize like mm, why does it look like I have a pimple like right on my wrist or you know what I mean like that's normally you don't have pimples and whatnot breaking out there um, and sometimes you'll get in places like you may have pimples too but you'll have those other factors that'll start to come up and be like okay I don't think that's just a pimple um all right, now we'll start specifically looking at how is an how an MMA athlete or combat sport or contact sport for that matter, like football, rugby, et cetera, et cetera, sports athlete prevent MRSA infections. So let's go through a couple of stages or a couple of highlighted points. Avoid close contact with skin, clothing, and any items that come in contact with anyone with MRSA or that has MRSA. Okay. Again, when you know that you have staph, MRSA, any kind of infection, it, let's even take any kind of infection. It doesn't even have to be MRSA. Let's just categorize these all as an infections, any kind of issue. Do not train with them. Do not come in contact with bags, gloves, equipment, anything that they have touched just to be safe, okay? And then obviously either two options depending on budget and situation, throw that stuff out and get new stuff or completely sanitize it and clean it to a point where you know it's rid of that any kind of infection or cells. If you can't do that, there's no way that you can guarantee that that's happening. You got to get rid of it. You got to get new stuff. It's, it is what it is. It's part, if you don't, and I understand like, oh, I have like, I spend money. Well, that's part of doing business. If it's not a business for you and then why are you doing it? Is it for your career? It's still is business then. If it's just for fun, all right, well, then you got to consider how much do you really want to spend on a hobby? That's, again, issues you got to think about. Okay, next, cover any skin breaks with band All right, so any cuts, any kind of wounds with Band-Aids or any kind of wrapping as soon as possible. Boom, cover that shit up, clean it, sanitize it, boom, fine. Make sure it's covered, it's not going to be exposed, get back out there, cool. Um, use excellent hygiene practice. Again, a bit vague in general, but pretty much everything else that we're covering and everything we've talked about so far. Like, for example, don't wear sneaker wear from the outside world onto mats, et cetera, et cetera. Hand washing with soap after personal contact or toilet use or no, and both. Like, definitely do either one of those situations and both of those situations. Um, not only that, but you want to be aware of the type of soap that you're using. This is a key one. Okay, I'll go into a little bit more detail with that. Um, especially Defense Soap has a great brand reputation. I also like Ghee Soap from uh, my buddy Marcel in Long Island. He has a really, really good um, Ghee Soap that's also a bar as well. That's pretty good. Anyways, so the idea is you don't want just antibacterial soap that's going to kill all bacteria because it's not just good bacteria, bad bacteria, there's good bacteria too that's on your skin, okay? So we want to try and use, excuse me, specific types of soap. Let me pull up a couple of examples. So whether it's we're looking at a tea tree, essential oil-based, I wouldn't use that as a soap, honestly. That's not really what it's there for. That's also good, but let's talk about different option first. Oh, no. No. Sorry, I'm just pulling it up for you guys. I don't want to pull up the wrong info. I want to drop the right knowledge on everybody. Okay. So, we got our defense soap. Not just the essential oil. Let's look at the defense wipes. There you go. I like the wipes, so that's a good option. And the bar. Okay. All right, fine. We got the bar first. Let's pull that up. We'll break that down, then we can go into some wipe options. 
and of course your page isn't going to pop up it's going to say page not found broken link it's a pain in the butt though honestly even my, our website has broken links and they're paying the ass guys if you see a broken link on our website and we haven't caught it yet I, I really do appreciate if you give us the heads up and I appreciate your patience and not uh, kind of going ape shit if you find them I mean there's a lot and even when we have uh, people who are paying to find them new ones come up we make adjustments all the time we're constantly making upgrades so it's a constant effort that we're I'm, we're constantly paying attention to. So just know that it's not like we're just ah oh, well we don't give a shit. And what, and I, I care about how the website looks. So if we haven't caught it, bring it to our attention. We'll take care of it. Okay, let's go to the basic defense soap bar, and then we we have to break down like the different options like peppermint and whatnot. So again, this is going to be tea tree oil based, but it's also not going to have dyes, perfumes, petrochemical compounds, sodium lauryl sulfate, or triclosan. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that word. So there's, again, not only things we want to see in it, but there's things we don't want to see in it, okay? Especially chemicals, synthetically made items, okay? When we're talking about synthetically made, that means either machine-made or uh, man-made, something along the lines that isn't natural or naturally occurring, on its own without our personal intervene or intervention. But then if you think about it, like let's say there's a natural process and again we talk about nature like but if animals are doing it then it's inter- the animals are intervening with that process. So it's like what? How far do we take that, you know? But anyways, now I'm digressing getting on a whole other tangent. Boom. So again, look at those soap options. I break them down even more in the fighters guy. We have a bunch of links out there with like go over a bunch of other articles that break it down more for you. Um and yeah, they're, they're just, especially if you're going to tournaments, I've seen competitions a lot of times, they don't always have showers and then you got to go for a long ride home and that's the time that you're more than likely going to get some kind of infection, ringworm, something like that. So get wipes, bring them with you. They usually have tents or at least a bathroom that you can, when you get changed, just wipe yourself down as many times as you can. Use a whole pack if you need to. Hey, if it's 15 bucks, 15 bucks to make sure that you don't get an infection. I think that's worth it because one doctor's visit alone when you have to deal with uh, staff or ringworm or fucking whatever, it's going to be more than that. So just don't even put yourself in that position. All right. Again, um, when we cover the infections, I think it goes into – it really does cover a lot of these other um, skin infections or things we may run into like impedago. Uh, Again, we talk about ringworm. We talk about – but one thing we didn't discuss, Matt Herpes. Let's pull this bad boy up. And uh, so let's break it down. It's been estimated that 65% of people will be infected with the Matt Herpes virus by the time you're in your 40s. What? Matt Herpes, a.k.a. Herpes Gladiatorum. (laughs) I mean, Gladiatorum? What? Okay. A.k.a. Herpes Simplex virus are all different names for the same type of skin infection, HSV-1. Okay. So, herpes is a serious and contagious skin infection extremely prevalent in combat sports like wrestling, American football, rugby, sumo, BJJ, etc. Matt herpes is a viral infection that is spread by direct contact from any part of the body. It is contracted through tiny breaks in the skin or through moist areas. Okay, so the idea behind this, especially this, because it's such a high percentage, is dry, cover clean repeat like that's it try and stay as dry like when you have like especially when you're cutting weight for fat and you have seven layers on 
or seven, I'm exaggerating. Let's say you have three layers on, super sweaty, super moist, and you have like boots strapped on, you're wrapped around it, and there's just water seeping into your feet. And it's just squishy and it's wet, and you're sliding all over the place. Like, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about moist. Like, try and dry it off a little bit more. Whether it's, okay, you constantly bring a towel and dry yourself off. And I know it's a pain in the ass, especially when you're cutting weight. Well, you know what? That's just, again, part of what you're getting into. If it's a hobby, you got to think how much you want to invest in this hobby. It's your career, bro. It's your career. How good do you want to be? Um, and, and again, it's business. You got to take care of it. So that's pretty much, I think, all of those infections. We break them again down in a way more uh, intricate, step-by-step, not only symptoms, prevention, treatment, and then also just more details, especially when we look at – I pay a little bit more attention to the MMA, uh, wrestler, grappler, fighter, kickboxer, athlete in this just because obviously that's so many of our, our audience. Um, but these principles, if we're covering it from that end, it will apply across the fitness spectrum. Okay, um, If you guys have questions, feel free to reach out. And yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, – dropping in and listen and uh if you guys have questions like i said social media email life of a fighter and go to lifeoffighter.com and links to everything and i will catch you guys next time so i just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching listening consuming that episode if you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already please like uh please comment if you haven't reviewed please leave a review if you haven't followed or subscribed please do that as well again it tremendously helps us out and then just a quick reminder if you guys want more resources we have them below we have our programs everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter so if you haven't signed up for that do so below it's free and that is it y'all see you on the next one